Hey, this is Comics Please, um, comic books and graphic novels for parents, librarians, educators, and student enthusiasts. If you are any of those things and you are interested in comics for young people, for kids, for um, uh, adolescents, for young adults, um, for um, young readers of any kind because you are a, a parent, an educator, a librarian, or you're, you, you yourself are, um, are a kid. Um, or just a kid at heart who loves reading graphic novels and comics, this is a place for you. Uh, my name is Paul. I'm an English teacher. And so I love telling um, my students who are middle school students about comics that um, might do some of the stuff that they did for me when I was in middle school. Teach me about the world, make me excited about reading, make me really interested in different kinds of topics and, and types of people. So um, Comics Please is, is about doing that, and we are currently a segment of the Comics Syllabus podcast. Um, maybe in time, if there's interest and people want more Comics Please, then uh, we'll, make, we'll make it its own podcast feed. Um, but in the meantime, thank you so much for, for coming and hanging out with me today. Um, today, I want to talk about Terry Livenson's new book, um, and that book is Truly Tyler. Um, Truly Tyler is the maybe the fifth book in a series that's now called the Emmy and Friends series um, by Terry Livinson, um, published by Balzer and Bray. And um, Truly Tyler comes on the heels of um, Invisible Emmy, which was the very first one, Positively Izzy, Just Jamie, Becoming Brianna. I think there's a book called Uniquely You or something like that. And then Tyler comes along and Truly Tyler is a first for a couple of reasons for author Terry Livinson. One is this is the first of this series of books that centers on a male character. And secondly, this book was written as um, Terry Livinson writes about in the afterword, the kind of the notes at the end of the book, um, written during the COVID-19 pandemic when um, many of us, all of us were kind of stuck at home and um, what makes that most interesting to me is that even though Terry Libinson was writing this from home, you could tell that there's a whole different approach going on here. Um, the first book of this series, Invisible Emmy, was really fascinating because when you started to read it, it was a combination of comics um, and of prose pages that were um, just uh, filled with different kinds of illustrations and they seem to be talking from two different points of view. If you haven't read Invisible Emmy or Positively Izzy or any books in the series, I don't want to give anything away because there's a bit of a surprise in each one to who the different narrators are who are telling the stories when they're in these different modes, comics or kind of illustrated prose. Well, Truly, Tyler continues that pattern. Um, but instead of just two types of perspectives, you actually get a number of types of styles, of modes, and through that, um, two very important perspectives in this story. Um, you get the perspective of Tyler, and then if you're a fan of this series, um, you actually also get the perspective of Emmy, who's a familiar character. Um, to anybody who's been reading these books. Um, the books in the Emmy and Friends series involve a group of kids who all go to the same school, 
I think they're in, they're in middle school. So they kind of, um, the characters kind of overlap in each other's stories, which is really fun. Uh, and in the story of Truly Tyler, we get to know Tyler, who is a boy who is on the basketball team, is, um, I guess what the kids say, cool or popular. Um, and he also happens to be in Emmy's art class. And so even though Tyler is the character in the title, actually the book focuses on both Tyler and Emmy, our friend from, you know, the entire series. Now, if you haven't read the entire series, you might not know that Emmy is um, sometimes looked at by other people as a kind of shy and quiet, not necessarily an, an outgoing or um, especially cool um, kind of kid, um, but she just loves art and loves to express herself and struggles with shyness. And in this book, um, especially sh struggles with how people see her and how people kind of rank her in the different ways that there can be kind of a you know almost a ladder of coolness especially around middle school when young people start to sort out their ideas about you know who we should be and what it, does it mean to to look good or to be liked by people and a lot of those kinds of questions are being worked out in this book so what happens uh, to give away some of the plot is that Emmy and Tyler are in an art class together and um, they wind up collaborating on a project for a competition where they're going to make a comic together. Um, this is kind of fun and, and very meta for a, a bunch of reasons. <laughs> One is that, of course, Terry Libinson is a cartoonist and, uh, draw and drawing a book about cartoonists. Also, because it's a comic about some kids who uh, figure themselves out as they are making comics. So there's, it's comics about people making comics. And, <laughs> and it's also really significant that these two characters uh, wind up collaborating together on a comic book. That collaboration is the foundation of a friendship that grows between them. And the friendship is on one hand like a really sweet one and that they, they both have this mutual interest in art and in storytelling and they really kind of come together to tell a story. And at the same time, it's a relationship that's very fraught because of both of them trying to navigate the pressures of, you know, kids making fun of them or kids making fun of their friends or the different ways that that social ladder in middle school plays out. What I really enjoyed about Truly Tyler is that the book takes the thing that Terry Leibenson does so, so, so well and makes really interesting in all of the Emmy and Friends series and kind of kicks it up another notch because you have multiple perspectives in this book. You have Tyler's perspective and you also have Emmy's perspective. You can see they kind of alternate with each chapter who's narrating and who's kind of describing things. When Emmy's narrating and when Tyler narrates you have some of those kinds of pages where there's prose and illustrations and Leibenson of course moves back and forth you can't imagine these words without these pictures or these pictures without these words and there's often you know some humor that lives in the relationship between the words and the and the pictures but you get to know Tyler's voice and you get to know um, or maybe you already know Emmy's voice really well from these two kind of alternating chapters of this kind of narration. When it gets to Emmy though, 
Emmy's story is often told in the form of comics, as we've gotten to know from Invisible Emmy. And we also see how their familial background, you know, where they come from and who's around them makes up so much of who they are. For Tyler, who we're getting to know in this book, his parents are divorced and he has an older brother who's very much a role model for him. And both his older brother and Tyler, and you can see on the cover, he's holding a basketball, are huge basketball players. They love the sport. It gives them a certain amount of social cachet. Um, his older brother, Zach, is a high school student, the kind of, you know, popular kid that all the girls are swooning over and everybody looks up to him. And um, Tyler's trying to live up to that in some senses. You also learn about his relationship to his dad, who he mainly talks to on the phone. When his dad calls, clearly cares about him, but seems to only care about him in terms of basketball and his success on the court and his achievements at school. And maybe has no interest or conception of Tyler being interested in art. And, um, you know, meanwhile, Tyler's mom is taking care of the boys and, and generally just a supportive and awesome mom but just doing a lot. Um, so as Tyler and Emmy's relationship kind of builds in the course of each one of them narrating from their perspective, you really get to know these two characters and you're rooting for their friendship. Emmy has a long had a crush on Tyler. Tyler seems mostly interested in Emmy as a friend and as somebody who he can be creative with, somebody who brings out a side of him that he doesn't get to display or develop when he's with his other friends. His other friends, Anthony and Joe, do play a big role in this story, and part of the role that they play is that they are supportive friends, but Joe in particular is uh, always wisecracking and, and, you know, a little bit compensating for some of um, his own status insecurities by making fun of other kids, and that comes to affect Emmy and, his, and uh, Tyler's relationship with Emmy, as well as Emmy's friendship with her friend Sarah quite a lot. And so some of the ways that the story very compassionately but very directly shows the impact of even subtle teasing, the kind of stuff that, you know, sometimes it's, it's bullying to one person and to another person. They think that they are just, you know, just joking around. Um, I think it treats with some sensitivity in a way that really allows kids to think about, you know, in what ways uh, are my actions that I may not be conscious of affecting others or in what ways are others' uh, you know, um, thoughtlessly kind of playing around affecting the way that I treat my own friends and people I care about. Leibnizen, you know, speaks to all of that in this story with a light and compassionate touch. Um, and uh, in between the different pages of Emmy and Tyler's narration in kind of semi-prose and in, in illustrated prose and in Emmy's comic, we also see um, the pages, pages of the story that Tyler and Emmy are working on together. And what's really fun about that is you actually get to see two different art styles at play. You get to see Emmy drawing um, a story, this, the parts of the story in her style, and you get to see Tyler drawing the parts of parts of the story in his style and the fun thing about that is that you get to not only hear their voices in terms of you know how they interact with their friends and their family members and the things that are on their minds and how they react to different situations and a kind of like 
uh, semi-Rashomon-like, um, if you know that Kurosawa film where the same inc incident is, is viewed and told from different perspectives. Um, it, it's, it's got that kind of multiple points of view thing going on, but we also get to see the ways that they have you know collaborated to come up with this interesting story about a you know like a living boy and a ghost girl and how they're sort of like living in the same place but you know one doesn't know if the other notices and it's it's obviously a parallel and an analogy for what life is like for tyler and emmy going to the same school seeing the same um people and existing in the same place but because of their different social circles it's almost as if you it's almost a question whether they even exist in the same plane you know um so it's a it's a really interesting comic within a comic that is the result of the collaboration between the characters in the comic um it's fun to see Leibenson create a style that is emmy's art style and another style that is um, Tyler's art style, you know, and um, makes you think a little bit how art style is a kind of voice, is a kind of expression. The ways that um, not only the words you say and the points of view that you voice, but also the uh, the way that young people who are artists sort of formulate a certain voice within their artistic style. You kind of get to see that play out as well in these comics within the comics. And, and that's just really fun. And I think that in, in total, what these different perspectives really do is, um, here's a page where Tyler's describing what the school lunchroom is like and the different groups that sit in different places. And this reminds me of, you know, this thing that um, people who do qualitative research or, you know, they study social groups within a certain place they call sociograms. They're like maps of, you know, who hangs out where, because as human beings, we tend to cluster with people who are like us. And sometimes that's the root of lots of conflicts. And sometimes that's the root of misunderstandings. And sometimes it's where some open naked competition happens. And some of the hardest things about growing up is dealing with the competitiveness and the status issues of people who whisper and laugh and look sideways at you because you're hanging out with this person and that. And what I think this book does so well is it shows a relationship, a friendship between two characters who are trying to break beyond some of those barriers. And it really shows that it's not easy, but for kids, it really puts the ethics of how we treat each other right in the middle and clears aside all of those questions of who's cool and who's not but without dismissing them you know without minimalizing them and it, i think it can be easy for adults to say oh you know that stuff is not important what's really important is you know who your true friends are but we forget that as kids that experience and those questions are matters of survival you know they're really matters of whether or not we will find love or acceptance or safety and so they they are super important and so I just appreciate the sensitivity uh, with which Leibniz and the story of Tyler and Emmy touches on those. You know, one thing I have to say um, for the series um, is that Leibniz has made an effort, you can tell, to include a diverse cast of characters with different ethnic backgrounds. And um, but, you know, you can still 
tell that as much as this may be a diverse school, you know, Tyler's best friend, Anthony, is, is black. And um, there is some mention of his race and his family background. Um, you can tell that um, the goal in these stories is not necessarily to make people's cultural ident identities at the center, but to really center their personalities, their relationships, how they care for each other. In some ways, though, I wish that um, the books could venture, especially when talking about social groups, to talk about the ways that young people's social groups often are a reflection of race and class. As young people do, adolescents do figure out a whole lot about, you know, who is cool and so on in relation to who has access to resources, whose families, you know, know which other families, who plays this sport or sort of has the means to do that activity. And I think what I like about Truly Tyler is, you know, this is about kids who may be in different social groups, may like different activities, but find a common bond in art and in making comics. I mean, that's just super, super cool. But at the same time, I think that there's something um, a little bit after school special, maybe. And I do mean that in a, in, in a little bit of a critical way, in the sense that um, I think that there's some lo lots of realities behind why young people have these kinds of groups that um, I think that Truly Tyler could tackle more directly. Um, and in some ways, I think Terry Livingston does tackle more directly in some of the other works. But having said that, um, uh, my daughter and I read Truly Tyler together and we truly enjoyed it. It is um, pretty long and even though um, Livingston's books are quite a fast read as a mix of you know, comics and prose. Uh, Truly Tyler is the longest of these books. <laughs> My daughter and I kept joking that we should make a book about Terry Libinson making a book about these guys making a book. Uh, <laughs> and we would call it Longest Libinson because this is the longest Libinson, uh, the longest of the Emmy and Friends series. Um, but certainly you can color me biased because I am also a kid who grew up loving basketball and also, and dreaming of being a cartoonist and often feeling quite torn about different friendships and relationships and social circles. I just could identify a whole lot with Truly Tyler and and we both enjoyed it a ton. So if you haven't read any of Terry Libinson's Emmy and Friends, you know, as soon as my daughter and I finished reading it, she went back to check out all the old ones from the library because she just wanted to reread them all. Um, it is a lot of fun. It touches on that nerve of why my my daughter really loves realistic fiction as much as in the last year she's been like totally into wings of fire and all kinds of fantasy stuff um realistic fiction still always speaks to her in this really particular way and i think truly tyler is just another example of how comics prose different kinds of text can kind of work together to do that so truly a fan of the series and um hope you check it out and enjoy it if you haven't and I hope you've enjoyed um, this segment. If you are interested in comics, please, because you are uh, yourself an, a librarian or an educator or a parent, or if you are a, a young person, <laughs> if you are a kid or a young adult and you like uh, reading comics that are, you know, made for, 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 for kids to read, um, reach out to me and let me know how I can make this part of the comic syllabus 
uh, better for you or if I should make it its own podcast feed for you because you're not interested in all that weekly comic book stuff that I talk about elsewhere. Um, Give me your feedback and uh, thanks so much for listening. Um, I think we'll be back again in a couple weeks. I'd love to talk about um, the second book of The Cardboard Kingdom, which just came out, which is drawn by Chad Sell and written by Chad Sell and a bunch of other creators. Um, I actually got to not only review in the past episode of Comic Syllabus um, Cardboard Kingdom, but Chad, I got to interview Chad Sell and am a huge, huge fan of, of uh, the work of all of the, the cartoonists, the creators in that book. So I think probably on the next edition of Comics Please, we'll talk about Cardboard Kingdom. Anyway, thanks for joining and let's keep reading.